Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hello, I am Jeff Bast and this is The Practice Podcast. Hello, Jeffrey. Hello, Brett. This is Brett Amron. Welcome. Today, we are so lucky to have an amazing guest sitting here with us in studio, along with, of course, our wonderful producer, Nelson. We have today a magician, really, I like to think of her as. She is our marketing director, Maylin Minoud. Welcome, Maylin. Maylin is the very reason, I think, why you see all of us out in print, in picture, and really comes in and pushes all of us, all the lawyers, to do things that maybe some lawyers don't want to do, but really it's necessary evil of the practice of law and the growth of lawyers. So we're, we're going to have a nice discussion and dialogue today with May Lynn. May Lynn, welcome. Giving our Thank listeners you. a peek behind the curtain. A little peek, yes. yes. Thank you, guys. May, May Lynn's been in the legal field for 25 years, is that right? Something Just like that? Just about, yes. Wow. So you want to tell us... A little bit about your background? Sure, sure. I started in academia when I was in college, actually, at St. Thomas University, working in the career services office for the law school. And very early, I was recruited by Greenberg Traurig, biggest firm at the time. And I started my career with law firms there. And two years into working with them, I was poached by Hunton and Williams, who wanted to make a presence in the Miami market. And that's where I had the pleasure of working with Jeff. I was part of his onboarding process there and was there for four and a half years. Went to Stearns Weaver Miller after that as a regional firm. And then the market crashed around 2008. That's when I really dovetailed into marketing with Gray Robinson. Gray mm. Robinson came into the Miami market and I was part of that team to put them on the map here in South Florida, taking them away from being an Orlando firm. And then after that, my career has just kind of grown more into the marketing and business development right. with lawyers. I've gone to more regional firms and that's where I ended up. You've been climbing up the ladder yes. of, you know, law firms to the very pinnacle and well, now yeah. you've reached you started, here at Bass Amron. Started right? at the bottom yeah. with right. Greenberg exactly. and, now, exactly. and then Hunton and Williams. Right. And now you know, I'm selective, right? Yeah. Now so reached the pinnacle yeah. with Bass Amron. You've summited. I mean, really, there's nowhere higher. Right. right? Exactly. For sure. I, I did and now I'm selective yeah. and now I'm, a, I'm right. happy to be here. I think I'm in the right place and I love the lawyers that I work with. What's um, interesting is that I think your trajectory really followed those of a lot of lawyers yes. as there tends to be this gravitation towards the big firms when you come out of law school. And then as you learn more about the practice, I think the more sophisticated or the more savvy people find their way to boutique practices where they can really hone their skills and find a more comfortable home. That's that, uh, actually the best specialization way yeah. that you can describe that. You know, you start big law and you kind of get your foundation there, right? And that's where I've learned and I've taken my learnings and what different firms do and I've applied it throughout my career. And that's what's helped me be successful. And for me to see the success of my lawyers is a reflection of my work at the end of the day. That's what drives 
me to do what I do. I really enjoy working with lawyers and seeing them grow throughout their career. And I've worked with so many lawyers in the legal market in South Florida, and I've seen their growth and where they're at. They've not necessarily stayed with big law. They've gone to boutique firms, and that's where they've, you know. So you started in recruiting. Mm Mm-hmm. And have since gravitated towards marketing right yes. over the trajectory of your career. Was it an easy progression or a natural progression? And, and if so, why do you think that? So I do think it was a natural progression mm-hmm. that was inevitable. I don't think law firms really got that early on, but now are seeing that it is a necessary mm-hmm. to marry the two. You have to have recruiting and that marketing element, business development, professional development together when you're vetting, you know, attorneys to join your firm. All of those things are so important. Right. Marketing is part of recruiting. It absolutely is. Absolutely. Because you're not just marketing to clients and other lawyers, you're marketing to law students and prospects as well. Absolutely. And you want to make sure that they fit, right, the culture of your firm and who you are. And you want to make sure that all of that comes together. That your marketing message yes, fits the culture fits the of your culture. firm. Right, right. Absolutely. And then you're, that helps you find people that also fit yeah, the culture. Yeah, they're like-minded, so, right? right? They're going to easily transition with your staff, with your other lawyers, with right. your clients. They're going to be that cheerleader for you and it's going to be a yeah. natural fit. Yeah, I would say that's really one of the, for law firms anyways, one of the benefits of Social media and marketing, the presence of marketing now is that back in the day, if when I was in law school, if I wanted to learn about a law firm, it was not that easy. I couldn't, there was no website, there was no internet, there's no way to find out other than talking to other law schools. And they had these books yep. in the career counseling office that had these one page forms that you could learn the about National the firms. Association the only, for law exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the now forms. Yeah. That was the only way you could learn. But now you can learn so much about not only about the firm, but the people. And it so tells that's you who they are, the important. message, the tone, your persona, right? It's not going to go away. Social media is really where you live and breathe. That's where people are going. Their LinkedIn is the most important, I think, social media platform for lawyers because that's where in-house counsel is going to look. Mm-hmm. That's where your clients are going to go to see who you're connected with, to see what your message is, what you're putting out there. And it is important because the next thing they're going to look at is your firm website. Right. Right. I think that's the second most important place for you to be in. And they have to match. They have to be consistent with one another. And it's so important that you define your message early on. And I think Bastiaman has it. I think that the message is consistent. It's, you know, that no jerk rule. We want to work with great people. We have great clients. We have sophisticated lawyers who are real human beings. And that's me being here for the last year and a half, what I've learned from the firm culture. There's so much content on social media in general, but LinkedIn for sure. And there's a lot of lawyers that post. There's a lot of professionals that post. Yes. What are a couple of things that a lawyer can do to kind of distinguish or law firm can do to distinguish themselves on LinkedIn and jump out? Write articles. Write articles. They don't have to be substantive in your practice. They can be personal to you. But I do think a mix is good. You want to talk about your expertise and you can use LinkedIn as that platform to put that information out that identifies you and distinguishes you as a thought leader in your industry, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be all 
legal easy and it doesn't have to be technical. It could be just a topic that might be beneficial to your clients. Something people want to hear, right? Exactly. Yeah. And in terms of, there's a distinction, obviously, between big firm and small firm in terms of resources and sort of the needs and of big firms versus small firms in terms of recruiting and marketing. Is it as important for a small firm or maybe more important to market through recruiting or recruit through market, whichever way that goes, as it is for a big firm? I mean, how would you sort of describe that, the need for that for a small firm? So I think it's more important Mm -hmm. for smaller firms to have that buy-in and investment and that presence, right? You guys Mm -hmm. got it and said, we really need to have a formal marketing department that really puts us out there because you know the importance of it, right? Greenberg Traurig, and I'll go back to them, or Hunt and Williams, they have names that have carried with them for years, right? right? You want to be in that same field, in that same playing field, you got to put in the resources and be strategic about it. It's not one size fits all. It's not, let's see what sticks. There has to be some strategy. And I think we have done a great job as a firm to really position us with your expertise, right? You have a specific expertise and that's what we're pushing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think social media has just like (laughs) technology in general, in terms of our practice, right? Substantive practice. But I think the social media has created a little bit more of a level playing field in terms of the marketing for smaller firms with big firms, right? Like we can put our own content out. We can be visible on social media. So if I'm a recruit and I hear about this firm through whatever means I hear about it, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? I'm going to go on social media and check them out, right? And go to their website, maybe go to LinkedIn, look at individuals, look at the firm and see what they're pushing and see what kind of information they're putting out there. Right. right? Are there commonalities? Are there things that I align with, right, right, as a recruit that I think I would fit in? And that's where you start your process of elimination of where you think you would want to go to start your career. And that's where we need to be smart and position ourselves as that firm that people want to go to. I think you made a good point about it's just as important or probably more important for small firms to be focused on marketing. And really, it should be important for every lawyer. Every lawyer should make marketing a part of their life as once they start practicing really from day one. And we've talked about this maybe on other episodes, how the best model for marketing for young lawyers is stay in contact with your peers from law school as you graduate and they all go off to different places and remain in contact, keep those contacts, build the, that's how you build a network. But with smaller firms, I think smaller firms tend to lag behind in allocating resources to marketing. So not that many small firms, you know, firms our size have an in-house marketing director, for example. And we didn't for many years. We outsourced it for a long time until we finally, it took us a while to realize that, hey, this is something that we need to prioritize and bring somebody in to do it full time. And so, yeah, I think it's a great lesson for small firms. I I agree with you. And I think you're absolutely right that young lawyers need to make this part of just their life as they start their careers. Law schools don't do a very good job of 
making this a priority, but it is, you know, when you hit the real world and you start practicing, you got to focus on billable hours. That's important. Getting to know the culture, getting to know the personalities, you know, who you're going to work with, what's going to work for you, what's not. But you have to start from the onset, that networking, marketing. Well, it's interesting because they're marketing. The law schools themselves are marketing to law students. To potential law students, but they're not teaching their students that, hey, you got to do this when you leave too. The importance of that, right? Right. Right. I mean, and there's so many different aspects to being a lawyer that law schools in general don't teach, right? And I get it. There's a wide array of areas, but obviously, like you said, billing hours, but to me, that's substantive law, like honing your craft as a lawyer. And then in some respects, it's management, running a business and managing people and operations. And then the marketing side. Right. Those are really three different areas. Uh, They bleed over each other, but you could be a really good lawyer and have no idea how to manage a firm and manage people. And that's okay too. And you may not have any interest or idea how to market either. Right. And I've worked with many lawyers that fall into that category. And you work with them and you take whatever assets they have and whatever they can contribute and you use that as part of the overall message as you're pushing out your firm's bench strength. So that's what I think gives me that leverage because I've worked with so many different lawyers in so many different levels that I know, okay, it may not work for one. You know, what may work for another may not work for one. So I take the experiences and I use them when it's important to push them out in a way so that they can feel that they're part of something. But I I think a lot of great points in there. And there's a couple. One is that the idea that marketing is not one size fits all, even within the same firm. Right. You look around our firm, not everyone's going to want to write a blog for you and not everyone's going to want to be a a speaker on a panel. And so you as a marketing director have to find the right fit for each person. And they also have to find the right fit. To me, I think the number one thing that a marketing director does for a law firm is make it easy for the lawyers to do marketing because it's not easy just to start from scratch on your own. But when you say, hey, Jeff, can you write an article about a topic and you give me the topic? Yeah, that's pretty easy. But right. if you say, Jeff, find go find a topic and go write an article, it's a little, you know. It's intimidating. It's, right. So right? It's, I've heard it's challenging for people. So you facilitate. Well, and, and it's, you know, I got this client work I have to do. And yeah, so, I mean, that's you know, a great I, point. I can't do I would, that. Or I would think that's your number one hurdle, right? I'm going to push that to the side. Lawyers, and I get that. Lawyers want to do marketing when they're not. They think marketing is something you do when you're, you're not, not busy, busy, right? Only when you're right. not busy. Actually, to the contrary, right? Now you're shaking your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Right. You've got to be doing marketing all the time. Right. Little bits of it, right? There's no formula right. at all for success. You just have to build your Mm -hmm. foundation and build your brand and then align it with the firm that you're with. And I work with lawyers on that. And it's hard for them sometimes, but I know what I need to do and giving them an article, doing the research for them and saying, hey, listen, this is a trending topic. This is where you need to put yourself as a thought leader and give your input and we'll put it out there for you. And you start that way. Hey, I think you need to be part of this panel because it's a great opportunity for you to speak. Not everybody wants to do that. Fine. Not a problem. But there are ways that all lawyers can can contribute. It's not a one size fits all, all, but there's many different areas, right? Absolutely. So to shift gears slightly, which is 
where we are today. Obviously, you've seen over your career a shift in how lawyers market and and things like that. So given current environment and where we're heading or the future, like what do you see in terms of some trends today in terms of marketing, some hurdles to that, and then where do things go? So I think for lawyers now, they're still, because we're not fully open and events are not fully in person, I think it's easier now to get yourself into a webinar that you don't have to go to in person. But I do believe that you need to be in person and have those connections for your professional growth, right? Right. We're in a weird time where marketing and business development has slightly shifted. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen once we're fully open and ready to go. The ones who didn't take advantage are the ones that are going to suffer more because it's not going to stop, right? Right. We are going to continue moving forward and getting back to having the conferences and getting back to having the in-person meetings and networking events. You need to be ready to get back into that game. Yeah, so those conferences that stopped for a while, in-person conferences, they're going to start up. And I agree with everything you said that I think long term, we're going to have this sort of hybrid environment in law firms and in marketing too. Some people are going to appear via video at conferences. Some people will be in person. I expect that to be a longer term I agree with you. Outcome, but that doesn't mean just because you're appearing by video, it doesn't mean you can't network with people. And I do this too. When I'm on a Zoom or a networking thing by Zoom, if there's one or two people that I think might be beneficial to meet, I'll direct message them and say, hey, we'd love to get together. And so you can get together with someone one-on-one, either via Zoom or in person, even though you're appearing by, follow-up. by digital. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the hybrid is going to allow some people who may not be able to travel to attend and probably yeah, benefit, network right. and benefit from that too. And people are going to roll out as they get more comfortable, right? So regionally, individually, it's going to take a while for everything to come back in terms of in-person. And it's giving the opportunity too in this hybrid space for lawyers who are not comfortable. Right. Walking into a room. Walking into a room, right? (laughs) Right, yeah. Right. This is giving you an opportunity to like slowly dip your toes into something and have that communication with less of an intimidation layer, right? Mm-hmm. If you were in person and you had to yeah. network. I think this it's is kind a of easier. great You're right. it's easier. opportunity. It's easy. When you walk into a big ballroom and there's groups of people and they're standing around in circles of four or five, it's intimidating for many people to walk sure. up and break into one of those circles. Sure. And so doing it via Zoom is a little easier because everyone's facing each other. You know, it takes it's, one layer there's no closure, closure to the circle. Yeah, everyone's staring into the screen so you feel like everyone's looking at you even if right. they're not. Right. And so, right, like, oh, okay, now I can speak instead of right. walking into a circle, a closed circle and, and sort people, of busting right, your way you know, in. Exactly. It's, right. And they all look at you like, what are you doing here? It's, right. I'm waiting for that right moment to walk into that conversation right. and not look or feel. And they know. know each other right. and right. you're the outsider. And so a lot of people have a hard time with that. And I think this will make things a little easier. It's giving in some you another respects. option. Yeah. yeah. There's no excuse to really marketing and putting yourself yeah. out there in a way that can give you those connections. Yeah. And I would say if you're going to show up, whether it's in person or on Zoom, to a networking function, not just a webinar, is I'm listening to the topic and substantive and whatever. But if you're going to show up, show up. 
don't just sit there and do your email or do other things. Or I know it's tempting for all of us as lawyers to want to do other things if we're just in our office on a webinar or a, sorry, a networking function, but show up, right? Like participate. Yes. And set a goal for yourself. Yes. One name, two names, two connections, one connection. Do your homework before. Make sure that you're strategically doing, you look at who's going to be attending if you can, right? And send them an email. Hey, I'm going to be attending this networking event and I'd love to connect with you. Great, great idea. Yeah, I mean, that's just that little step is kind of easy to find out who's attending in advance. And that's when you take a a look at the list. Or ask your marketing director to do that. Take a look at the list and kind of see, are these people that I'd be interested in meeting? And maybe you reach out to them either at that time or during. One of my practices I like to do is when I'm on those, I will connect with those people and LinkedIn while we're on the, you know, I'll start sending invites. You know, I do that a lot with panelists that I like. I'll just make a connection. Hey, I really enjoyed. That should be part of your checklist. Yeah hearing you speak. Yeah, it's an easy thing to do, right? I mean, you're you're on your front of the computer, you can do it. It's super easy. But I think what we're sort of getting into is (laughs) even though the methods may change a little, Mm -hmm. the consistency needs to be there and the commitment. Absolutely. Those are the most important. You know, consistency is key. One-offs are never going to work. I always say that it takes seven touch points and it can happen real quick for you, or right. it can happen through a course right. of a year or two years, but it's just being consistent, right? And finding ways to stay relevant. Right. Well, it's a marathon. It More, is. You know, it's not a sprint because Absolutely. it's going to take, you know, we always tell the young lawyers, new lawyers that you go to one lunch, you're not going to come back and go, oh my God, <laughs> just hit right. the bid. And, you know, I got to, no, no, no. It's a relationship Absolutely. that you're creating and it's not just those one-offs. It's anytime you appear in a case, anytime you're in front of a judge, you're in a mediation. Those are all touch points. Absolutely. Not that you're pitching yourself for work directly, but it's how you show up. And that is marketing in and of itself. You're, you're legitimizing you're, yourself right, as credibility. an authority. It's credibility. Right, right. And I always say, hey, how can you provide value outside of giving a client or giving a potential client. Like, hey, I saw an article that I think you might be interested in, or there's a topic that I think, you know, and just find an excuse to reach out to them. Right. That's a great point about, you know, the conferences. You said do your homework before. Absolutely. Brett talked about showing up during it, actually being there and not just being on the thing, but paying attention and interacting, but then the follow-up after. It's the same thing as when you attended a conference in person. If you meet someone, you get your business card, their business card, and then you just throw it out after or just, you know, leave it on your desk and you don't send them a follow-up note or anything, then what's the point of making that connection? So it requires a little follow-up after and you just find a reason. Hey, it was great to meet you or send them an article of interest. and Right. And you never know that person that you connect with may be sitting across the table from you in the next case. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Maybe they bring you into it. Or maybe, well, maybe they bring you in, but you next show up and you see this pretty, oh my God, remember when we We went to this event and we met, blah, blah, as an instant connection. Mm -hmm. And that's building the relationship, right? And the credibility and and being a thought leader and things like that. Marketing is farming, not hunting, right? It's you're planting seeds and growing, yes, growing crops. It takes organically, of course, period of time. And you got to water it. Right. Yes. Wow, exactly. we got into farming. Oh, we started with <laughs> recruiting, marketing, and now farming. I exactly. think we've gone full circle. And I think we can 
wrap this up. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. I've, I've learned, enjoyed I've learned this a lot. Well. I feel like we uh, revealed some of our big secrets, but Mei Lin being number one, our number one secret. I, I think the secrets secret hide in plain sight. <laughs> I think that Mei Lin is fantastic at what she does because she pulls it out of us. I think if you sat any average lawyer down who may not be the best at marketing, or maybe they are, they all would answer the questions the same way. I think we all know what we need to do. <laughs> But it's a question of whether or not they're willing to do it, right? And again, it goes to comfort uh, level. I'm not so sure. I well, agree but it goes to comfort people, level, right? Yeah, so yeah. if someone says, I don't want to speak on a panel. Okay. Right. What else can you do? Well, I can go to this right. event or I can go to that event. Or I think yeah. everyone has a general sense of something they could be doing. Yeah, for sure. To and market sure. themselves. I, as a marketing director, I'm going to pull that out of That's you. You're going to make it a priority. You're going to make it a priority. Lawyers are always going to push marketing to the bottom of the That's right. to-do yeah. list. Always. Bring and it you're, and it's I'm your job bring it, is to and I'm bring, it bring it back it up. up. Yep. Exactly. And nag us until we do. Oh. Yes, I know. <laughs> nagging in a good way. A good nagging. Right? Yes. Encourage well, us. How about that? Yes. Encourage us to bring it there back. On that, I think we say, Maylin, thank you so much for My being pleasure. on the Practice Podcast today. Thank you for being here. And if... If you have any questions or you want to hear more about this topic or any other topics, please let us know. Our contact information is in the show notes below. And please subscribe. As always, thank you to our awesome producer, Nelson Brissot. For more information on this show and other resources, visit FastAmron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at FastAmron.com.